And guys, welcome back to the Modern Man Podcast. This is episode 10, second one for the year. It is a Monday, it is a beautiful day. We are sitting at a beautiful venue, Altitude Beach, and we are sitting with the owner of, of, of this beautiful venue. Ricardo, I've written you a bit of, a, bit of an intro here to let the people know who you are. Uh, yeah, today we have the owner of this beautiful venue, as well as the Ivy Champagne Garden, the Ostrich in Cape Town, H2O Party, Spring Fiesta, Electric Circus, and the director of Soul Candy. A pioneer in house music, the OG Ricardo da Costa. Welcome to the modern man. You got that all right. You know, (laughs) there are people that historically have confused me for DJ Costa from Bump. And like the bump CDs. Yeah, yeah, like, like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, like, like yeah. I, can, I can legit tell you that more than 20 times I've been in different interviews and different circumstances. Mm. I mean, it's, I don't take it personally, but yeah. um, the ironic thing is that we own the bump trademark. <laughs> so, so there's not like there isn't like such a far fetched sort of association yeah, to yeah. it, but like a lot of people either they're just lazy to to not do their research or whatever it yeah. is they like legitimately think that i'm the guy so they're like i bought bump 38 and it was great and like i'm been a big supporter and i'm like how do you respond to those <laughs> yeah no, no, like, like depending on the sound like if it's live on air like uh, i try change the the, the, yeah. the the sort of direction of the the conversation i don't want to make it awkward um but yeah, well done. You did your research, and thank you, thank you, thank you. We've you. started well, off well. <laughs> That's a good thing so far, bro. <laughs> uh, Ricardo. Normally, in these things, we we like to deep dive into the person, and obviously, you got such an incredible resume. Sure, but we've actually we've come up with a couple of different questions that we thought would be well suited to you that you could give us insight that not many <clears> people can. Um, the first one is so your father to two twin boys. Well, twin boys, two twin would be four. Yeah. So your father to twin boys. What is it? What is it like raising boys in this generation? Like, obviously, what are, what are the what are the differences between from when you were raised compared to the things that are now? Because obviously things are not the same, right? No, d- definitely not. And I think, you know, my circumstances are definitely different to their circumstances. But, um, like, just to start off, there is nothing better in this world than being a parent. Like... I don't mean to get all like mushy at the start of the... the no, 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 go on. But, but like for me, like we, we struggled, myself and my wife, uh, Maxine, um, we, we struggled to get pregnant. So to be gifted twins, yeah. not, not that like we could have been one, could have, like, could have been 10 for whatever it is. <laughs> but like when you struggle to have kids... And then you get two. And you get two, it's like, I mean... Uh, it's a blessing you, you, it's beyond a blessing and um so i think the little things we don't take for granted like yeah i, I try to be as involved uh, as i can be um like my thing within the parental role is like i bath them every night yeah. mm. and that's my time with them because my wife is super mom and she looks after them and takes them to school i sometimes take them to school but like everything in between she does so i need my bonding time as well but it's it what it does to like an entrepreneur mm. like and just to zoom in on like me like it's been my biggest driver and motivator not that i had a problem with being motivated before mm. like i literally am obsessed with doing everything at the highest level 
and whether it's directly or indirectly it's them it's all it's all them because it's all for them so um i i thoroughly enjoy being a parent uh i appreciate all the little things mm. and it's hard it's hard as f- can i swear yeah, yes. yeah, yeah it's hard on, as yeah. fuck <laughs> it's hard as fuck um but the joy the joy that you get from being a parent the, the rewards of seeing them develop their little personalities and you know you try and make them a better version of what you are you know to try and try not make the same mistakes correct to make mistakes so that they can grow not to put them in a little bubble and yeah because i think them. a lot of people have they try they, they shelter them a little bit no, they overcompensate geez. from having a hard, like, hard life if they, they get bullied and, okay well maybe give them the tools to like help them deal with it yeah, instead yeah, of yeah. like puffing a chest out and like Ooh, you know what i mean and you go through that it's human nature to to be protective of your own um but you know ultimately you you want them to develop you want them to to learn and grow and they gotta you know hurt themselves <clears throat> to understand yeah. okay cool maybe i shouldn't have done that and whatever and the same with the, the emotional stuff mm. which is a real mm. thing the bullying stuff and because um, shit's different now in schools yeah, and, and, but, but and the also, bullying doesn't stop at school these days I, th- I think I think the, you know society protects uh, kids now more than they did back then I yeah, mean, yeah 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 for sure we, we would get six jacks for mm. getting out of line I, you yeah. don't really get that these That's days so there, a lot is different but do, you, but do you think that is protecting them or just kind of sheltering Listen, them a little I, I'll bit I'll be honest I do believe that there is a a, a level of like toughness that you get from yeah from from you know being initiated and you know all these things that yeah. that you hear about that you don't really hear that much about the anymore but you got um, skin yeah like mm. i do i do believe it just toughens you up and I, I i i always try to keep that in the back of my mind and it's like you know they'll come and complain to me and like oh they, they were nasty to me i'm like well toughen up mm. like you know it just next time tell them listen i don't like what you're doing or whatever yeah. it is so just uh, w- without being too protective because if you c- cocoon them too much i think it's a fine uh, line yeah it is a, fine, a fine line, line. and look there isn't a science to it but no. you take your experiences and you try like slowly edge them in the right direction and let them figure it out themselves yeah, i mean if you had to compare the childhood that you experienced and the childhood that your two boys have now today are there are there are there any like you know large contrasts? Are there any big difference between the two? I mean, obviously, I can imagine, like you said, in today's day and age, we focus a lot more on 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 on, on protecting the the kids, and I think that's a wonderful thing. Now, this is me voicing my opinion. Yeah. Sometimes I do think that we do shelter them a little bit too much. Becoming soft, bro. So I won't yeah. I won't say uh, look becoming soft. Yes, but. I understand the intention as long as it's being done in a healthy um, way. You know, now we've gotten to a point where, listen, we're not the same age. Yeah. <laughs> but me growing up, if I've done something wrong, I got a smack. Yeah. You know, and if somebody bullied me, I fought back. Yeah. We've 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 evolved as a society. I've I've, I've observed, and it's very. PC is the wrong word. Politically correct is the wrong word. But we've become so um, aware of, 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 of our actions and, and, and the consequences. And that's wonderful. But sometimes I wonder if maybe it's gone a little bit too overboard. Where now we're, we're not allowing people to, 
to, to, to grow by themselves. Do you understand what I'm, yeah. you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You're not giving them a chance to also just figure it out themselves because I think to an extent it's necessary. So in terms of, of, of your kids and your life when you were a kid, do you, do you notice those differences? So, like, I definitely think that, um, like, the, the way we're raising our kids, it's a bit more progressive in our thinking. Uh, like, m maybe our, you know, I, I wouldn't say my parents were conservative, but they were to a certain degree. Like, my dad didn't want me to pierce my ears. Yeah. And didn't want me to have a tattoo. Same. Like, you know, some of that has stuck. I do think that you know like you you adopt whatever philosophies and whatever but like i don't care if my kids pierce their ears like mm. i don't like they're so we're a bit more lenient we're, we're, we're definitely more progressive in terms evolved. of how uh i think it's a lot more difficult for them to hide anything from a believer with what i've been through i <laughs> wish them luck and try to hide some shit from me um because you see it all huh? yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah I've, I've been through some shit so i i yeah, I like. I think. I think. If anything, it's a lot more fluid. It's a lot more progressive, and taking all the good that we that ultimately you know molded us into mm. who we are, um, we'll definitely adopt that. And listen, we're going to make some mistakes too. Um, but uh, you know, I, do they have it easier? Hundred percent. Yeah. But is that um, a bad thing? Yeah, but again, it's it's how you frame the, those opportunities mm. for them. Correct. I didn't go to private school. My kids just started at St. Stidians. Okay. Like, fuck, like, it's very difficult not to be impressed by private school facilities. Like, Yeah, you know, that's true, eh? We I, used to play football uh, yeah, tournaments. Yeah. St. Stidians facilities, and most um, private schools are, like, mm. like, pretty damn impressive. So, like, I wasn't able to get those mm. kind of uh, opportunities. They do off the bat. Um, but, uh, you know, like, I, we, we're going to work hard to make sure that they're as grounded as possible and it doesn't get to their heads because uh, influence is a, is a real thing. Mm. And, oh, he's got a drone. Oh, I want to, like, uh, take settle it down, buttercup. We'll take it one step at a time. And you've got to earn and, you know, all those yeah. fundamentals of, of... Yeah, I guess uh, that's probably like what, like what Shaq, Shaq always says about his kids. Uh, that he, you know, he's rich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like my kids ain't rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'll give them the opportunities to point, to grow yeah. and everything like that. But if you want something, you got to earn it. Because you need to you need to have those principles yeah. as a, as a person that you know if you want something, you're going to go out and do what you need to do to obtain it. Yes. Not I want something. Who am give I going to get <laughs> to give that to me? Hundred percent. No, that that that. And and so you said. Obviously, now having your boys, it's given you a lot more drive, purpose. What? How important is purpose to a man? Like, if a man doesn't have purpose, I feel like they normally get lost. How important is that? Yeah, p purpose, and y you know, just like a direction. Mm. Like, you know, really iron out what it is that you want to do and what it is that you want to achieve, instead of just winging it. Mm. Like, I'm sure you could get away with winging to an extent. For a while, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, like, to to actually have a clear path in your mind in terms of what it is that you want to do, sometimes the accidental stuff surprise you. So I'll give you an example with me. If you had asked me six years ago, would you ever want to own a restaurant, I would have laughed at you. Yeah. Like, are you fucking joking? Like, I love food. 
Like, but there's not a fat that. kid dying to jump out of this body. I just love food. I just want to. <laughs> I just want to chow. But, yeah. I like at restaurants. Like I was a waiter. It was a headache and whatever. But my late partner, uh, Damien Michael, uh, you know, reached out and he like, you know, there's the site in Bedford View that a mate of mine's building this office park and there's this like rooftop section. Do you want to go check it out and see if you want to do something? So like him talking to me, I thought, does he want to open a nightclub? Because I don't know, fuck. I mean, another one. I mean, I know, <laughs> I know I'm in the game, but I have no desire to open up a nightclub. And that's mm. what I'm thinking in my head. But I got to the site and I saw the views and I'm like, wow, just your creativity and your mind just starts like racing. And you know, I'm like, well, what are we doing? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm in. Like, yeah. you just, like your gut tells you this just feels right. And in, you know, 30 minutes, we knew what we wanted to be, what we were going to do it. And it was an interesting hybrid of being a restaurant, but being a social space that has a bit of a vibe and whatever. Mm, yeah. So it brings my world, brings his world. And I learned his world. And now it's a big focus of what I do. Mm. You know, and I'm a, in the end of Feb, I'm opening my uh, third official restaurant. Uh, with wow. JJ something from Mikasa. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, wow. Artistry. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and the parallels between owning a restaurant and putting on an event are insane. It's like, it's, it's just like you're thing. putting on an event every day. It's yeah. just every, when, you get, yeah. when you get granular in terms of like the service and running the kitchen and, you know, don't freeze, um, you know, beef and fix the taste like all those mm. little things that you do like you don't yeah. you don't really actually think about when you go to bed at night i had to learn and loving food and loving experiences and making people happy which mm. that's essentially if you want to summarize what industry i mean i'm in the happiness business make yeah. like <laughs> whether, that's actually beautiful like, where, well, whether you whether you make that, people yeah. dance whether you make people smile because or of food, uh, some yeah, sushi they had yeah. like so if if I can build an ecosystem around that, mm. I think the possibilities. So, you know, you never really know where things take you. But like, if you have a base and you're like, yeah. this is what I want to do, and open yourself up to opportunities, and that's exactly what it was. I mean, yeah. my kids were born the year that I opened the Ivy, mm. and um. It's just life has got a way of sorting things out and that that you know changed our life mm. Mm. and then i opened altitude and continued to do events and so the 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 cross-pollination to everything it's like it it, it just works because you you grow from doing events you know and venues okay and there's already parallels to that that's a lot of work already like no, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, it's it like is. i think a lot of people hear this and then they're just like oh you know that's cool but people don't understand that obviously no. you also run a restaurant yeah i know it's so people yeah yeah what restaurant i don't think i'm allowed to say but um i think people don't understand how much work goes into events running businesses having staff um as you say, like running restaurants is having an event every the single day. And you closed doors. have one of the biggest super clubs in the country, man. Like this is wild. Like congratulations to you. And people and now that you're still thinking of doing more, opening more, that's that that's very impressive. Listen, I think opening a beautiful venue, I think there's always gonna be the next, right? There's yeah, always yeah, the next sure. guy that's got more money, that's got, got more ego, that's got more passion, that's gonna open another like so 
I mean, I take it for what it is. We've been able to develop uh, and launch something that um, is pretty unique in terms of its format, its size, and what it offers. But, you know, I think what, what, what I'm more proud of is surviving COVID. Sure. Like, we, we opened November 2019. So, March, March. March 2020, we had to close. So, like, the fact that we've, we've been able to survive COVID and still develop an identity like we've changed direction in terms of like the target market that we 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 speak to but we you know we we've been able to steer that ship appropriately and seamlessly and yeah you know there were there was some turbulence but like that in itself is difficult um the ivy was already established during COVID, so uh, thankfully, you know, that was able to hustle and pivot and whatever. Mm. But to open a business in five months later, especially a business of this magnitude. Yeah, because this isn't small, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like. No, it's a, it's a, so so yeah. There, 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 was, there was serious stresses. But, you know, having a good team, having... Uh, this is by no means an individual sport. You no, know no, I mean? for, it's, sure, uh, for sure. It's, Dan it's, was telling us the same thing. Like, yeah, how he, with teams and obviously having you on board... Yeah, it's yeah. it, it's, uh, and you never stop learning. Mm. It's like I'm still, like, are you growing? Yeah, constantly. Like this, this like altitude. I mean, it's a beautiful day today, and I did mention I ordered it. Uh, <laughs> and the 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 thing about businesses like this is that it's seasonal. So mm. you need to understand the cycles of how do you operate in winter can't be the same way you operate right in, in summer. summer yeah. Correct? And you only learn this until you actually pay some school fees. Yeah. And you know, it's 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 hard. It's hard, but you 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 develop you develop an IQ that you know as an entrepreneur will help you, you know, take you to that next chapter. So yeah, it's been cool. And what got you into the business? Like what what's what started you off? Like where into, did you start? Into, yeah. into the like into way everything. in the beginning, like music. From the beginning, from like let's say actually, school wise on onto that note, yeah. Soul Candy. I remember as a kid. I think that might have been what uh, one of the one of the the, the 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 core memories that I have of, of, of house music as a, as a child on SABC Three. I used to watch these live performances. Tell me about Soul Candy. How did you get onto that? that? So so um, Soul Candy was around before I joined. Um, uh, the the two founders were Harel Solko and Mbuso, DJ Mbuso, mm-hmm. and they started as a record store. Yeah. And I was working in record stores at the time. And essentially we were competitors, but being such a small industry, we were like, everyone kind of sold records to one another and, um, you know, became socially uh, connected. And um, Harrell and I really started to vibe. Like, I think we acknowledged... Uh, each other's strengths and uh, threats to each other's businesses um, and he said to me he said listen like I, w- I want you to join the family yeah and I'm like I- I- I'm quite a loyal guy so at the time I mean uh, I-, I was happy where I was I'm like I'm, I'm good but thank you but yeah. I'm-, I'm good and over a three year period like he would constantly just say where you at like can we chat? Can we chat? So his persistence, I think, definitely was something that um, 
you know, got us to the table to at yeah. least discuss something. Good and, businessman. Um, when the, when <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can do a podcast on what how good a businessman he is, but uh, um, we eventually the time came and um, he knew exactly what to say to me. Mm. Yeah, like it wasn't like he needed. Like I, I said, cool, let's have a chat. And you know, he offered me equity in the business and whatever. And like my mind was just like. I didn't even know. How old were you at this point? It was 2005. Oh, wow. Okay. 2005, 2006, mm. that transitionary period. Because it didn't happen just like that. It did a bit of discussions and it's whatever. 18 years ago, eh? Sure. Um, Fuck. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he offered me equity. I'm like, in my mind, I, w- I was so wet behind the ears. I didn't even know if like that required me to buy them or was he giving them <laughs> to me. Like I was just so overwhelmed. Especially if you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and and you know, like very very shortly after that, I joined the team. And uh, you know, like an absolute powerhouse uh, in terms of. Um, leveraging the strength of the brand to other things so it was a record label uh, sorry a record shop that turned into a record label parallel to that started a school teaching people how to produce music and yeah. l- learning how to dj uh parallel to that you know going independent and doing our own distribution um starting our own bookings agency starting our own uh, live events division starting our own publishing company like we grew at such a rapid rate, acquiring the Bump brand, which we were talking about earlier. I completely forgot about the Bump CD. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, no, core memory. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Bump, Bump was always that Bump CD that everyone bought, but no one really told that they had it. So it was always oh, in the party. Okay, but, it was yeah, yeah. Yeah. but no one would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the party, well, they'd put did. it in, but they would just yeah. let it play. They wouldn't be yeah. like, yeah, it's my CD. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so and, and you know, fast forward to today, Soul Candy's, you know, we went through a period where we stopped being a record label. We're now a record label again. Uh, the school's still very healthy. Um, uh, I own the events business. I bought that from uh, my partners, Harrell and Sergio. Um, so I run the events business, which Spring Fiesta and all the events that I do fall under that. Crazy. Soul Candy Live. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, like, I think Soul Candy is... Um, it's it's very much an institution for what house music stands for in South Africa and I think within the time that it's been around it's definitely got its so yeah no all just paparazzi (laughs) and helicopters they don't stop yeah um the uh the the legacy that was created over the time where Mm. we were really putting out releases and whatever I think is an evergreen it will be it's a forever thing you know so uh, super proud to still be a part of the the Soul Candy yeah. family. Uh, it, it it's taken a different shape, but there's a lot more to come. Yeah, lots of exciting stuff. Uh, and yeah, to your original question, you know, where, where where did it all start? It's you know as cliched as most DJs kind of story. It's like for the love of music. Yeah, I, for the love of house I've, music. I've, I've, Do you have the I've, tattoo? Fuck yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the t-shirt. Yeah. Is this, the house slaps different? Yeah. This is actually... It's true though. It's true though. Like the quality of our music in this especially country. Especially now. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was a wow. point, there was wow. a point where it wasn't, 
I think there was lack of accessibility to um, you know the right software and whatever now I think everyone wants a piece of South African you know dance music and I say dance music it encompasses I'm a piano mm. um, that's the, the Afro tech sound moment, yeah. which you know Black Coffee's pioneered and it's just opened up this whole world um, so like there's no better time than now for South African dance music and uh, which is why we restarted the record label and you know w whether it's in venues whether it's me DJing whatever it is that is the glue that is the music is always going to be what pulls me into those yeah. things and I mean I might not you know I stopped trying to be Tiesto a long time ago I don't want to like you know yeah. conquer the world and play 20 gigs a weekend like no it's not for I, you anymore I, I've, I've come to terms with the fact that I like I want to build a, you know an ecosystem for me you that's around what I love yeah 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 which is events it's all it's you know back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. venues and that kind of thing so when you DJ now you DJ like for the, for the full love of it now yeah, 100% there's, there's no more like, like if as you say not trying to make a Tiesto no I'd DJ like, I mean I'm to, still yeah. a resident on Carl Kassim's show like yes, I still yeah, try to yeah. push Your my, my sound and yeah. what, what I enjoy playing because I believe that at least from the times that I play and I see the reactions, there's still something People there, it, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Um, and I, I want to continue to do that until, until. Mm. Like, there's no, like, I mean, I joke with my wife, like, just 10 more years. But <laughs> does it actually matter? Like, I, I'll be, be 70 years, years old and, and still I'll still want to play yeah, some music. Yeah, for so sure, for sure. I, 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 I honestly don't frame it. I, I try not, you know, put such a formal timestamp on it. You just enjoy it. Like, I, I enjoy DJing, you know, I get to play the gigs that I put on, which I listen to my demos and I book myself and it's great. And I'm like, <laughs> negotiate with myself what I'm going to pay myself. Lovely. It's great. It's no, better. It's the best relationship like ever. But I also get... it's an intelligent conversation. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Totally logical. Um, and, and I still get booked quite a bit by, by some promoters nationally and whatever. Mm. So, you know, if I can do that... I can continue to put on cool experiences that are really what goes around in my mind in terms of like, you know, how you're going to create those memories that people are going to be yeah. like, oh, geez, and that, that happened amazing, and this yeah. and that. So the music married with everything else. So th those are the things that I try and be better at from yeah. an eventing standpoint is to be like, you know, what else am I going to do? How do you keep people you know, excited and keep on getting Coming to come in, back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because if you continue to do the same thing and you don't evolve, I think there are options and there's some really cool options out there. Uh, I think there are some uh, bad options, but yeah. people are going to dabble in them anyway. And uh, your, your consistency is what will determine your longevity. Yeah, yeah. And is that important to you, your longevity? Totally. I mean, like... Uh, how long have you been in this? Like, yeah, I mean, I, how long I, I, you been I've been, I've been DJing for 27 years. Fucking hell. Uh, Man, I'm not even 27 yet, bro. Yeah, I'm 26 uh, now. <laughs> it's, and, like, you know, finding music, that I don't have the time to do it at the level that I used to, I still enjoy that process and the excitement mm. of knowing 
what reaction that song is going to get from people. It must be mesmerizing to see that unity you, of yeah. people. That, yeah. that, 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 that Does it make you feel like a little kid again inside? Bro? Well, like, you, can, you can never get sick of it. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's Especially when it all comes together. I yeah. mean, you play some gigs and it's like, uh, the sound system shit. And it's like, it's more, it's like, uh, I'd prefer to just be at home, you know, on the couch yeah. or whatever it is. So, but when it all comes together, it's as enthused as it's always been for me. Um, so yeah it's just you know like I always say I've never dreaded Mondays in in my life mm. like I've never had that feeling that I guess oh, you would get from working out. a nine to five yeah. exactly yeah. That, and I don't, I don't mean that in a like a motivating kind of thing like I, I like <laughs> I, I legitimately have Love. never like I'll work on a Sunday yeah. so that I've got a cool Monday and like I can, you know, just maneuver Days don't really things. matter when you like. Honestly, like everything that I'm involved in, and like I'm, I own my own businesses now, and everything. And it wasn't always the case, mm. but when it wasn't the case, I still put myself in circumstances where I was doing what I enjoyed. Yeah. Because I would have that feeling of waking up on a Monday and not having that. Oh, you it know, sucks. like what? Yeah. Like, so if you can hold on to that feeling of, like, you wake up every day and. W- whether you're doing emails on your phone, like some people don't put, choose to put emails on their phone. Yeah, because they I don't do. want to. I do. I want to be on top of my shit. Yeah. And I love it. Mm. Um, and if I don't ever want to let go of that feeling, the minute that looms around and it's like I'm not enjoying what I'm doing, I, I'll, like I'll work hard to change the circumstances that I'm then in. Then you'll look for something uh, to differentiate. Totally. Yeah. So like for me, and I know that like it's easier said than done because, but like I started at a point where I didn't have my businesses. I was afforded equity in an incredible business that opened up a million different doors for me. Yeah. So, um, but you're you, also ready to take that opportunity. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. And be open to it and to learn. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, there, there's so much about how I approach business that was not like that originally like I, no, like, no, yeah. like I with events for example I'm a, a creative guy so I think about like you know how much LED how much swinging things and pyro like yeah, yeah but yeah. the the people that I've partnered with and have taught me is that you know the, the beauty is in the balance sheet when you are balancing creativity and a budget and yeah. you find that middle ground and I mean I've lost a lot of money in events purely because you didn't I, I didn't have that balance. 100%. And Sometimes it's worth it, for your brand especially. Uh, but doing events, any idea or concept starts with the creative process. Mm. And you, then you're like, you don't want to cr- compromise on the creativity because of this, because of that. And I learned so much. And the balance with which I approach events now still allow me to be creative. But I always pull myself back to... Do I actually want to fork out 800k at the end of the event because I didn't listen to the signals that said, listen, that's not going to make not sense. Be it, yeah. So there's these things that evolve that still allow you to have a romantic relationship with, with the industry because it's a very stressful game. To, to wake up every day yeah. looking at ticket sales is not a good time. No. No. Can when, when it's flowing, yeah, like you want to high five each other, and it's great, and you can. But when it's like, not going well, then it's it's yeah. either really good or it's really shit, in my opinion. And it's the like, same with yeah. a restaurant. It's the same. It's like any okay, business, really. If it's great, it's great. Sure. But yeah. you got to use that as data. Mm. 
Learn to say, it. well, like, okay, cool. Well, what, I'm, what am I going to make sure that January is not as quiet as last January? Cool, you're going to do specials because people don't have money. Like, you've got to put yourself in those difficult situations and, yeah. you know, be grateful for the fact that you're learning those lessons. Yeah. Sometimes 100%. it costs. Yeah. But uh, super necessary. Yeah. But I think a lot of people, it's actually one of the questions I wanted to ask. A lot of... This is great water, by the way. It's just so... It Thank just, <laughs> just goes down. It's a shout out to so I feel like I feel like a Logan Paul of yeah. Prime now, bro. <laughs> Drink Oasis water. Yeah. Um, a, lot of, a lot of the older generation of men, they're very stubborn. They don't want to move forward. They don't want to do progressive things. They want to they stick... Don't this, this works. That worked for them, but they don't want to like open their mind to bigger things different ways of doing things and i think that that will that will ruin person's business even like their lives and stuff like that how how often do you meet people like that do you do you do, do you see people in like the industry that just don't want to learn like they're just stubborn bro they don't want to change their ways to grow and move with the times listen like you know it's such an egocentric industry and um uh, listen, ego sometimes works and sometimes it doesn't. It I think it's uh, it, it, you definitely need it, yeah, but, sure. but but you know how flexible you are with it to use it as a tool and or, or you know as a weapon against you. Mm. Like I, you know, I, I certainly don't have the answers, but there are some pretty uh, resounding things that pop out of people that could do so much better, but because of how they approach their their world mm. um, that you know people don't support them and don't want to make them succeed. Mm. So you're as strong as your weakest link. You like in in this game, you need teams that will back you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's a maverick and there's a visionary that's driving the things, but they can't do it alone. Are they, the Co collaboration, yeah. whether it's on a partner level or collaboration with your staff, um, I like you'll be surprised at things that you learn from the most insignificant roles in your business. Um, you know, 100%. making yourself making yourself uh, accessible to your staff is also super important. Like, mm. You can't seem like the guy that like no pops in whenever you, yeah. you can't talk to them. You got to make like yeah, like sure, you got to make an appointment and whatever it is, but be accessible mm. and be willing to hear things because you don't see everything. You can't hold 100%. all the steering wheels. And like, I, you know, have opened myself up to that and, and I'm still improving on that mm. to, to, I mean, you, when you have five businesses, you can't be everywhere all the time. But, no, for sure. but you've got to try. If, if you adopt a structure where, you know, once a week you're there and you use that time to do that and whatever, and a lot of people don't do that yeah and you you know they, they it's like they rule with the iron fist and whatever like each to their own sometimes you do need that yes like but, tyranny kind of thing. but to back to my point about longevity yeah. is that the recipe for longevity i would bet no yeah, yeah. no no i agree with you it's not yeah yeah it's no, not. That's, and man you do you do so many cool events i mean you just uh, you open up a new place in cape town now right called yeah. the ostrich, the ostrich yeah, i saw the Dave videos Forbes. that you were posting and wow wow like that Stunning. must have been cool. Were you there yourself? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, and how, that was New Year's or was it so, New Year's? So myself event? and uh, Dave Forbes yeah. uh, have have opened that uh, venue. So that's um, not a small venue either, bro. No, it's that's, <laughs> that's like festival. And, like, and, sure. this, and this is kudos to Dave. Like you know, he had done a lot of events there before when he was part of the Ultra team, and 
uh, that space he saw as you know having the potential to be a functional event space now with the event calendar in cape town um which they, they, they've got quite a healthy festival sort of Vibes, yeah, yeah, yeah but the problem is there's these beautiful venues that you've got to bring all this infrastructure to and it becomes a bit of a mission you know it's and very costly so yeah. we are a functional event space okay so we're not a venue that's always on we do our own events there and then any promoter can come there and you know we have the toilets we have staging so we have it, furniture. you provide the infrastructure correct i mean yeah. sound and that is obviously an extra yeah yeah, yeah. but um it, again it, it needs a unique selling point because mm. if i was going to open another carbo or another shimmy down in cape town uh i think there isn't enough uh, opportunity year yeah. round for everyone to survive so you got to look at unique selling points and say, okay, okay, cool. Well, they are what they are. Ostrich is 25 minutes from the CBD, which is like going from here to the East Rand or whatever mm. it is. Um, and people don't really mind driving in Cape Town. They go and camp festivals. Not that they can really drive in Cape Town. Yeah. And um, yeah, like I, I, I'm super proud of what we've done there. And I mm. think... There's still, like we had, I would say, a soft launch this season. We had uh, New Year's Eve with H2O. We had an event with the Nigerian artist Oxlade on New Year's Day. Um, we had Love and Light, which is more of a Sartrans mm. uh, property. And we've done a couple of other things in between. And I think this year we're going to escalate quite a bit in terms yeah. of what we do. So, again, it's just a unique selling point in Cape Town. And I think... I think once people are there and they've experienced it, it's like it speaks for itself. You know what I mean? That's that's wild, man. For us, like the way I see it, obviously being young, it's like we see someone like you. You like you like the visionary of the thing. You know, like you do things first. You know, yeah. you get people that like to do things. That like you do it first. Like uh, your altitude, your ostrich. I mean, people don't have that, like that those ideas, and people aren't willing to take those risks. How important is risk taking to you? Like, because obviously it's not small things that you are doing. These are all really big projects. Yeah. yeah. What drove you? Like, did you ever get to a point where you thought, if I follow through with this, it might go to shit? It might be the end, bro. So <laughs> I, I, completely. I, I, I tell you, like, almost all the ventures that I've gotten into, you know, it's been a collaborative thing. Like, uh, you know, though I may drive certain initiatives and certain things that are uh, consumer facing or public facing yes I'm responsible for, but like the partners that like the, it's it's a it's a pool of ideas that ultimately gets shaped into whatever it is that we give birth to you know what I mean whether it's this whether it's the ostrich or an event or whatever it is um, and there's a high level of risk that you know you use all the knowledge and experience uh, to mitigate that risk um, you know for me uh, like I don't I don't do any venture without a level of sponsorship or yeah. brand involvement uh, in this country you can't really make a, a, a business model out of the entertainment space which in whichever way by just selling cappuccinos and food and like Correct. you're like alcohol is where it's at uh, entertainment is what I know. Yeah. Yes, food is a component to it, uh, but 
yeah so you know the first thing is are we ticking the boxes because there's an abundant amount of ideas that are always flowing it's yeah. like and then there's a lot of things i say no to too mm. uh there's a capacity issue there's a bandwidth issue there's just like you know but if there's a unique selling point if we're able to get sponsorship if the location is right if we have the right partners like you 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 fall in love with the process yeah and if you don't have that it just becomes passion work yeah it, it's, mm. like, it's like mm. it's like why don't we do more events and let, create like you can create 20 properties it's, it's not going to become fun yeah and 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 the the detail will be noticed or the lack of detail will be noticed by the people and then it's just yeah. going to hurt you in the long run and then yeah. you the confidence is not there and people don't want to support and what the quality doing. will also reflect that it's totally. kind of like when people cook food and you can feel whether they enjoyed cooking that yeah. meal or not you can taste no, it exactly. like, i tell you i hated cooking that gammon but it was delicious it was good <laughs> it was good it only took you seven hours but it's R fine ricardo i wanted to ask you, you you you're involved with a lot of things how do you balance your life dude honestly like how, how do you how do you maintain family business because yeah. i think that's also important for 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 someone who who's looking to go your route yeah because you, you you're an inspiration to a lot of people for example manny myself not to say we're going to go open up a nightclub yeah but to to, but to reach can, heights you know, like, that you've reached <laughs> how do you find that balance uh like and you've I'm, got two boys yeah i i, I think uh it's like an ever-evolving process it's uh i'm still figuring out how to be better at it i'm definitely getting better um you know i also seek a lot of help from coaches and uh, people that can give me a perspective that is maybe not so close to the detail mm. uh, there are a few non-negotiables for me yeah. like i love to play golf yeah uh, i play golf once a week and yes i've got work to do but I need, need my time need to, unwind. to be able to uh, to be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 you know, it's like if you don't have that balance. Like I, ba I bath my kids every night. That's my thing. Like that's my non-negotiable. Yeah. So I try. I mean, there's always an exception where something urgent's come up, but you've got to put some level of structure in your life Routine. like at the level that i'm at uh, with my businesses and my family and whatever like i don't really go out partying because everything is work any free time that i have i like to spend with the family uh, i still make an effort just like with anything to have those social occasions whether it's at my house or whatever it is but there's a few non-negotiables that you have to apply in your life for your own sanity. Mm. There and, must be some uh, exercise well. and golf and, you know, things that, you know, fill your own love tank. Like, I've got a passion for collecting tequila. I, it, the amount of money I spend... turn as soon as you said tequila. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I mean, I bet you if he gets exposed to yeah. really good tequila... You'll like, like you'll be like okay it's not so bad mm. uh, so it's these things that you put in place that you know fill your own love tank that will allow you to be better and do more for others yeah. correct um, you know if I'm not able to play golf like I'm, I'm grumpy if I can't play golf once a week I'm, I'm I grumpy I get you not and, the golf and, and, but and I get I, what you mean 
and I use it as like a, a reward to myself to say, you know what, I've actually worked really hard this week and Good I can week, yeah. honestly say that. Like, You're not sometimes lying to I've worked yourself, to, yeah. to, to, to at midnight, I'm up at six, I'm doing all what I have to do and I'm working on the weekends. Like on a Friday afternoon, I'm going to go play some golf. Uh, and I don't touch my phone unless it's an emergency. So uh, I'm still trying to figure out cheat codes to get to that optimum level. But balance is super important. Really, really is. To keep the momentum going. Otherwise yeah. you burn out. Yeah, so. totally. And like, it is by far the busiest year. Uh, and thank God the most successful year that I've had in 2022. And I had moments where I was like, damn, I need a holiday. But like... I'm cool. Yeah. Like, I'm cool good now. Like, go, I had yeah. my moment. Like, I uh, slept late one day. I played golf when I'm fine. Yeah. So, um, I definitely, th that balance is, is necessary. Very important. Yeah. And you you hang around so many, how do I say, influential people, especially in the music market. Um, again, visionaries in their own genres. Uh, your major league DJs, your black coffees. How... How cool is that? You know, like we don't. <laughs> have you for, ever like been it's really like yeah, before? yeah, like fangirling. Yeah, uh, I don't. I mean, locally, I mean, I've definitely been starstruck before, but um, I don't really get that much locally. But definitely, I mean, internationally, you meet an idol, an inspiration, and you you get that that stage fright just like anyone. You know, you get, get it, yeah, yeah. Um, like. I was at, there's this dance music conference in Amsterdam called ADE, oh, Amsterdam, Amsterdam Dance, dance Music Festival. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, Danny Tanaglia was just standing there alone, not talking to anyone. I'm like, fuck me. I'm going to, I'm good. This is, I'm going to go ask him for a photo. So I said, Danny, uh, I'm a big fan. Uh, you know, all the, the steps that yeah, you go yeah. through with yeah. your fanboy. Uh, would you be cool if I take a photo? And what was weird was that he was like, yeah, okay, why not? Like, he actually thought about saying possibly no, yeah. saying no. Yeah, but yeah. Then, I understand you get asked for photos all the time and whatever, but it probably would have ruined my fan experience if you said no. I'd be <laughs> like, fuck, I don't think I would ask for a fucking photo, <laughs> photo ever. again, yeah. Um, and um, Eric Murillo, which is f the biggest inspiration musically for me, uh, you know, in getting through this, this game and... Um, uh, he, he, I don't know if you know, he passed away, over, overdosed with uh, um, ketamine. And uh, like, I, I called my dog Marillo at one point. Like this guy was like was the, the yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And I got, to, I got to play with him. And so I just, you, you're not, you're not natural. You're yeah. not na like, so I, I've had those feelings. But I think just maturity and being in yeah. the game for a while, you, uh, you just learn how to navigate those things. But I don't think it's something that you should ever, you know, suppress. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty cool to go up to someone and show some love. Yeah. Uh, how you do it and if you do it in a respectful way, I think yeah, it's yeah, different. Yeah. But I, I don't want to get rid of that feeling. You know, mm. I still want to get excited about seeing someone yeah, that for sure. influences, influences you or inspires you and whatever. But locally, uh, like... I work with a lot of these guys, so yeah. I don't... Um, you don't see them in the light that we see them. Yeah. Like, uh, it's... At the end of the day, they are humans. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Major League, with, with the year, with the years that, the past couple of years that they've had, I mean, they, they were, they did an internship at Soul Candy, 
Like, I just know them as those guys. Wow. Yes. Um, wow. He was shitting himself just now. Was that like them shitting over there? No, no, it wasn't. wasn't. No, 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 I wouldn't even know. What they, I just thought it wasn't. It looked no. so important. I was like, fuck no. <laughs> And Nutty as well, you know what I mean? Uh, Black Coffee. It's like we've worked so much on different shows and everything together. Um, it's It becomes the norm. I mean, it's not like, you know, I'm always shooting the shit with them. We're not on that level, but we've got a really good relationship. Yeah. Um, the professional respect, I would say. And uh, it's cool. It's like... If I want a photo with him, I'll take a photo with him, and it, like, I won't feel that pressure to be like, uh, you know. <laughs> like but I don't, I, I, I don't think him, anyone yeah. should ever, you know, suppress those feelings because, you know, it's like a kid into the little yeah. kid. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. When I saw your name pop up on my phone when you were asking for the water order, I even screenshot. I said, guys, 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 look, 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 look message me like, we're going to get me on the podcast, bro. Like, <laughs> I was fangirling hard. Bro. <laughs> Um, oh, that's cool, man. But yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up. Just one last thing. What's what's next? What's what's up for 2023? What do you got? What do you got in store? Uh, so as I mentioned, uh, end of Feb, uh, opening the new uh, new restaurant in Santon. Um, it's quite a uh, again to my point yes. of unique selling point. It's a rooftop restaurant. There's a lounge, and then there's a hundred seater theatre that's part of the space so we're going to do like dinner comedy shows drinks afterwards nice. wow or like unplugged sessions mm. or whatever it is so it's going to be quite cool uh, in terms podcasts. of uh, <laughs> you know it's all possible um, and uh, yeah I just there's a couple of big international acts which I'm not going to mention that we're working not on yet, getting yeah. out uh, which will really get people's excitement levels up uh, last year, the beginning of last year, I started an agency called Air. Yeah. Which is a, a kind of activation and events agency for brands. And again, it's the parallels. It takes what I do just into a corporate space. And uh, we, we've got the lead account for Amstel and we do all the Friends of Amstel events and whatever. So we really want to take that business up to the next level. Mm. Um so really excited about what's on the cards for air. Uh, and then just the properties that I have, Electric Circus, H2O, Spring Fiesta. Um, really having fun with those. Like we, we had an incredible year last year. Yeah. Uh, and coming off COVID and all of that. So I, I... think last year was like the everyone coming back. And yeah. this year yeah. I think it will just... It's going to bang on. Yeah, like blow up. It'll be the biggest year yet. Yeah, so I, you know what? I don't, I don't approach things on how much I can do. It's how well I can do the things that are on my plate. Quality so uh, I know it seems like I, I have that approach with, with everything that's Did going on lots? in my life. Uh, but it's, it's not by accident. It's, you know, there's a legitimate, like the criteria that I explained in terms of yeah. like how I process things. If it makes sense, I'm going to find a way to do it and I'm going to partner with the right people that can help achieve that. Uh, so, yeah, you know, and taking Ostrich to the next level this year and l lots, lots on the go. But I'm super amped and motivated and excited for it. And, um, yeah, can't wait. That's that's amazing. That's inspirational. We've got to get our asses into this yeah, year, bro. Like, truly. But, Ricardo, thank you so much. Cool, man. This. this was really... And well like done to you guys. Like, I was no, thank you. giving you kudos on your equipment and all the thank shiny you, things no, that you've you got going much. on. <laughs> thank you for having us. Uh, no, yeah, pleasure. Thank you for hosting. And thank you for ordering the day. Lovely, yeah, lovely listen. Day. It was for free, yeah? <laughs> so, Don't get much for free pleasure, anymore. Yeah. But, yeah, no, well that done, was guys. great. Thank you. Cool. Um, very insightful. 
And uh, yeah, I can't wait to watch it back. To That's be honest it. with you. To That's be honest it. with you. So yeah, guys, episode ten with Ricardo De Costa. Please like, subscribe, leave a comment, and yeah, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Nice Cheers. One. Ciao.